When life bumps up against you, you have the choice to pucker up and put on a sour face or mix it up with ingredients like resilience, persistence, and grace into the delectable concoction only you can serve. We are Greer McVeigh and Whitney Wiley, speakers, authors, and entrepreneurs. We're also sisters, and since we were children, we've made a habit of turning challenges into the lessons and launch paths of our lives. Each week, we'll discuss the recipes that will turn your biggest challenges into the building blocks of the successful and fulfilling life of your dreams. On occasion, we'll include experts and thought leaders who'll join the party and you're always invited to. Join us as we share the sweet highs and sour lows and every drop of life in between. Along with our guests, we help you shake and stir your own lemons into lemon drops. Welcome to the Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops podcast. Hi, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. I'm Whitney Wiley, and actually today it's just me. Greer is working. And so you got me. I'm flying solo. I was spending some time doing my morning routine and it occurred to me. Now, this is nothing new. And I imagine for you, this is not rocket science. But the fact that we know something doesn't mean much if we're not acting on what we know, right? You can be smart, you can be filled with wisdom, but if you are not actually acting in accordance with that, acting in alignment with what you are thinking, what you know to be true, there, <laughs> there's, little, there's little benefit in having that information, that knowledge, that wisdom. And I was thinking about change and a quote came to me. That's by Tony Robbins, which is where I wanna focus this episode. And it is that change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. I'm going to repeat that, and then I'm going to say it a couple of different ways. Change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. Mandy Hale says it this way. Growth is painful. Change is painful, but nothing is as painful as staying stuck where you don't belong. The bottom line is that if there is something happening in your life, if there are habits in your life, if there are relationships in your life, if there are thoughts in your life that are not serving you, they're not working for you, 
but you're not doing anything about it and you're wondering why? The answer is because that is not as painful as making the change is. And I want you to think about that for a second because we often are thinking about what we want. We have this ideal of how life could be, how life should be, and I'm using air quotes, should be, because the bottom line is life isn't anything other than what life is right now in this moment. That's all there is. There is only now. So the past is gone. The future hasn't happened yet. And you have this moment. And if this moment is painful, it's because you are seeing it as painful. And that's not to say that events don't happen or circumstances aren't happening or haven't happened that are painful, but you get to decide right now in this moment what you do with that, right? And the fact that it had happened in the past means that that pain that went along with that is actually in the past. So unless it's something is happening right now, you are choosing thoughts that have you in a place where you are deciding that staying here is better than making the change. So I'm going to share a couple of examples from my life. There are examples, I'm sure, in your life that if you thought about it, you would recognize that this to be a truism for you. But before I go there, I want to share a couple of things that I was reading this morning from Louise Hay that go along with this notion and probably in reality are what got me thinking down this, this line of thought in the first place. And one is that every thought I think is creating my future. Every thought I think is creating my future, right? So I mentioned that the past is gone and the future isn't here yet. All there is is now. So what I am thinking right now, what you are thinking right now is creating what is to come. Now, there is a line of thinking and I am very much in alignment with this, is that everything actually converges into this moment, right? We bring with us the past. We are dragging the future here because we're projecting what we think things are going to be. And the truth is, when we do that, we are 
are creating that future, right? So if you are creating your future, I believe we do, we are, I am, you are. The essence of this is that it's only a thought and a thought can be changed. So if you think that what has happened to you in the past is what must happen to you in the future, and you're thinking that in this moment, then you are making that future the past. But it doesn't have to be that way, right? And that's the point. You get to choose what you think. And when you choose, and when you choose different thoughts, you'll get a different future. So here's an example from my life. I have probably shared both of these stories that I'm going to share here in some respect in past episodes. I am in my second marriage. My first marriage did not end well. And there are lots of reasons for that. And I, the point here is not to bash anybody, it's not to dredge up the past. I am not stuck there. It is just to uh, give you an example. Things were not going well. Things had not been going well for a while, but I wasn't leaving. And I'd made a decision somewhere in the process that I needed to hear certain words in order to go, right? I was going to, I guess, sort of force, force the issue. And I needed to hear certain words so that the, I guess, the pain of staying actually would be worse than the pain of leaving. Now, I wasn't conscious of that, but when I look back, I can very much see how I was trying to force the issue so that, I don't know, maybe I didn't want to be the bad guy. I didn't want to be the one that made the decision to go. But in reality, I needed to. And I needed for... It is as silly as it seems, I needed for him to tell me that he did not want to be in our marriage anymore in order for me to say, okay, enough's enough, and now I'm going to go. And I imagine that happens for a lot of us in lots of different situations, a similar thing happened with my work. Now, I have admitted that I have made decisions out of fear. I think I stayed in that marriage out of fear. I'm not exactly sure what I was afraid of. Maybe just being a failure, maybe 
just that I couldn't make it work out. I, it, I wasn't fearful of anything physical or, you know, something in my life. I wasn't fearful of being poor or broke. It wasn't something that I wanted. It wasn't something that I was looking forward to, but I wasn't afraid of that. I had um, a safety net and people who loved me and would give me an opportunity to get on my feet and start over again. So I wasn't afraid of that, but there was something that I was afraid of. And very obviously, it was more painful to leave than it was to stay for a pretty good amount of time. And then I got to that point where you say to yourself, not another minute, another second. And I forced him to say the words that then gave me whatever it is I felt I needed in order to have the strength to walk away. I walked away and never looked back. And a similar thing happened with my work. And it's happened a number of times where the situation I was in wasn't good, but for whatever reason, I wasn't willing to walk away. And and the very first one that comes to me, and um, this is not something that I'm proud of, but it is what it is. I walked off my job in the middle of a shift. I was working at a restaurant, a chain restaurant, and there was a special that was served. And for some reason, the kitchen couldn't get the temperature right (laughs) for this particular meal. And night after night, the meal would be served, not by me necessarily, but by other wait staff in the restaurant where the temperature wasn't at the appropriate, the temperature of this, this dish was not where it was supposed to be. One particular night, I opened and the, the dish was not at its right temperature. It's not at the proper temperature for serving. And I had guests in the restaurant who sent it back. Well, when I took back the third plate, for whatever reason that night, it was like, I I can't do this anymore. I just can't do this anymore. The incompetence, the the embarrassment, the whatever it was, was like, this is enough, not another second, not another minute. I'm not putting up with this. I can do better and I am going to do better. I have no clue what that looks like because I didn't stop to think about it at the time. All I knew was I couldn't continue to do that. And so if you are in a place where you were thinking, this is not the life I had envisioned for myself. This isn't the life that I want. I want you to stop and think about what, how much pain do you need to be in 
to really stop and think about it. And instead of continuing to, to sit in a situation that is not working for you, take the time to think about how much pain you need to be in in order to make the change. And then I'm gonna challenge you to try an exercise. Um, it's one that I am not going to walk you through the entirety. It's not my exercise. It's something that I have done several times. It's part of Tony Robbins' Unleash the Power Within program. If you ever get an opportunity to do that program, I would suggest you do it. Uh, and if you, even if you don't do the program, you can probably find the more details about how to do this exercise online, right? You can uh, research, it's Tony Robbins, it's called the Dickens Process. And I, I will just briefly explain it in a second. It is what ultimately got me to change the last job to make the move from the last job I had to doing work that I love, work that that every day fills me with joy and pride and 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 makes me know that I am doing what I'm here to do, which is to make an impact on people's lives. And I believe that's the case for all of us in our work, in our relationships. We are here to be a blessing to other people. We are in fact, God's gifts to everyone, right? And you've got a, a, a sphere of influence that you're supposed to have an impact on. I have a sphere of who I'm supposed to have an impact on. And each of us has our spheres that we are supposed to take our gifts and talents and share with those people so that their lives are better. And then they take their gifts and talents and share them in a way that no one else can. So in my last job, the, the actual last job I had working for someone else, I was unhappy for a number of years. I, I came to a point, I really wanted the job. I really wanted a different job, to be honest, but that didn't happen. And so I mentioned that I did things out of fear. I was running out of time, or at least I felt like I was running out of time and I needed to find a job. I found a job. I was doing the work that I wanted to do. I just wasn't doing it in the arena that I had set out to work in. So I get this job. I take it because I, I feel like I'm running out of time and th th there was the change, right? So the job I had before that, the fear of staying or the, the pain of staying 
became greater than the 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 pain of leaving and taking this other job so i was afraid that i was going to get fired because or fired is an overstatement i was in a job that was a limited term position it was two years the two years had passed it was months past the two years and I just had this feeling that one day HR is going to show up and say, uh, your two years are up, you have to go. I'd be there without a job. In reality, they were working to create a position for me. It was taking a really long time because the, the wills of state government, government are not particularly fast. So I was in a situation where I was concerned that I was going to lose my job and not have one. I didn't want that to happen. So I was looking for another job. I found another job so that I could continue with my life and not get fired and not have a period of unemployment where I couldn't pay my bills, right? So there was the pain of staying no longer outweighed the pain of leaving. So I left. And then I stayed in that position for a really long time. Initially, I enjoyed the job. It was challenging. It was fulfilling. I felt like I was doing meaningful work. There came a point in time where I no longer felt that way. As I sat in that, the, the pain of staying was less than the pain of leaving, right? It, it takes effort to look for a job, find a job, change. There were things about the job I had that were good. I had a lot of flexibility. I had a boss who trusted me to do my job. I was able to go to my son's um, activities, to all his sporting activities and practices and things like that. And that part was really important to me, right? But there were other parts that I didn't like so much. It involved politics and it, it, there was inner conflict and turmoil about some of the things that I was doing. And quite frankly, some of the people that I was working with. But I, one, making the change to a new job was challenging. It's a process. The other part was I, quite frankly, did not feel as if I left that anything would be any different right? I, I wasn't convinced at the time that I could find a job that had the good things of that job that I would get that somewhere else. Eventually, I was challenged in that thinking. I had a coach who challenged me. She's like, if you got it here, what makes you think you can't get it there? So I was, I was challenged in my thinking. And again, this comes back to this, this point about Every thought I think is creating my future. If I continue to think about, if I continue to think that it couldn't get better, 
I was creating the future that it couldn't get better. When I started to change my thinking that not only could it get better, it would absolutely get better if I changed, if I changed and went to a different job, I started to see there was light at the end of the tunnel. And ultimately, that's what we need to help us make the shift, right? We need to know that it can be better. It will be better. And what I'm telling you is that it will be better when you start to think and believe that it will be better. So another quote um, another thought, I, I don't remember if I read this earlier, it's only a thought and a thought can be changed. This is also Louise Hay. It's only a thought and a thought can be changed. So when you, when you think about it and you put it in context and you're like, the, every thought I think is creating my future. And because it's only a thought, the thought can be changed. I get to choose the thoughts that I'm having. Then remember this, you are not limited, one, by your past thinking. And if you make the decision to choose your thoughts, choose them with care, choose them, choose the thoughts that serve the future that you want, right? Your Thoughts create your future. You get to choose your thoughts. You get to think anything you want. The, 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 there is an unlimited number of choices of what you could be thinking at any given moment. And if you make a decision to be intentional with your thoughts and choose your thoughts with care, you ultimately choose the future you get to have. And so you can tell yourself that you're constantly looking for new ways to see your world and that you are willing to change and grow into the person that you want and need to be to have the future that you want. And one of the things that that's going to require is your being willing to let go. Let go of the resistance you have to the change, to making change. Because in reality, life is always changing. If you look back over your life, whether you made some conscious decisions to take actions or not, you are not in the same place you were five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, right? You're, you're not in the same place, but if your thinking has changed, if you didn't make some conscious decisions to make some changes, you may feel that your life isn't better than it was. What if you made different choices? What if you thought different thoughts so that the thoughts that you're thinking that are automatically creating your future creates the future that you want. 
So here's the Dickens process in a nutshell. If you remember the story of um, Ebenezer Scrooge, he's visited by um, the ghost of Christmas past and Christmas future, right? And he's walked through what his life looked like. And then he's projected into the future of what his life will be if he doesn't make any changes. If you were to take your life right now where it is, and you said, if I don't make any changes and I can project exactly what I'm doing five years from now, 10 years from now, how much worse would it be? Right? How much worse would my life be if I continued on the path that I'm on right now? And if you don't see your life getting better by you continuing the thoughts that you're having, the behaviors and the actions that you're taking, if you're continuing that five years from now, how much worse would your life be? 10 years from now, how much worse would your life be? 20 years, 30 years. And then ask yourself, is that the outcome that I want? Is that the life that I want to look back on and go, I had a chance to change it and I didn't. And so what you're going to do is not only look at what project yourself into the future to see what it looks like you have to put yourself in the position and feel what it feels like and when I did that in the the exercise the Dickens process at, at UPW and I asked myself five years from now, 10 years from now, if I continued in this job, this is you know kind of um, exponentially or multiples of the pain that I was feeling, multiples of that pain projected into the future. I'm like, I, not another second, not another minute. I'm not, I'm not staying here. Now, I didn't walk off the job the way I did from the restaurant. But I did put together a plan, I set a timeline, and I pulled the trigger and made the change. Now, I made that change over three and a half years ago, and I have never been happier in my work, and that spills out to the other parts of my life. So what I'm challenging you to do is to look at your thought patterns your beliefs, your behaviors, the actions you're taking. And if you are in a place that is not where you want to be, to ask the questions about what would it take for the pain of me staying in this place to be enough to make me change? Maybe this Dickens process is what it would take. 
right? So that you don't have to actually wait two years, three years, four years to get to a bottom, a, a rock bottom place where you go, okay, and now I need to do something. You can project that right now because your brain doesn't know the difference between a real experience and a visualized experience and imagined experience. And you know that's true when you have had in your mind, you need to have a conversation with someone and you start projecting the way the conversation is going to go, right? And then you start feeling the, 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 the feelings that you would feel as you have this imagined conversation in your head or one that had happened in the past, right? When somebody does you wrong and then you're telling the story. And you're feeling the exact same way you did when it happened in reality. And each time you tell the story, you feel exactly the way you felt that your brain doesn't know the difference. It doesn't know the difference between an imagined experience and the real one. Therefore, use that to your advantage so that you can make the change so that you can live the life, so that you can be the person that you want to be. Don't let the pain of staying the same keep you where you are because you think that the change will be harder, that the change will be more painful. Because the truth of the matter is, if change is painful and staying where you are is painful, you get to choose the pain that you endure. And if the pain of changing moves you towards a more glorious future, isn't it worth taking that on? So check out the Dickens process. I'll find a link. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll give you um, the, the, it'll give you the essence of how to go through that. But again, I would say if you are able to do it in real life and an audience of 10, 15,000 people going through the same thing, the energy of that is something that absolutely will resonate with your soul, with your being, and it makes a difference as you make the decision to do what you need to do to move your life forward. So if you do the Dickens process or if you've done the Dickens process in the past, I would love to hear how it worked for you. You can leave a message for us at anchor.fm slash life lemons lemon drops or drop a note in the Facebook page, the Life Limits and Limit Drops 
Facebook page. We would love to hear how this process has impacted you, how you have changed, whether the change was for the better. I thank you for joining me for this episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. Thanks for joining us for Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. If you like our show, please share with your friends. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. Your questions, comments, and feedback are welcome. You can find out more about us at lifelemonslemondrops.com. 